0: Well, I'm gonna really just jump in because we don't have a whole lot of time, Um, and I'm gonna try to be quick and uh, clear as possible. So, we're gonna be in uh, John 6. Hey, Jenny Jones. Hey, Jenny Jones. Your son said hey. Hey, y'all, yesterday was Jenny's birthday. Everybody say, Happy birthday. Yeah, we're gonna be in John 6. So there's, uh, there's four things that I really want to talk about tonight. Um, the first thing uh, is going to be faith. Uh, the second thing is going to be rest. The third thing is going to be supply. And then after that, we're going to talk about bread. Cool? cool. Um, so I'm just going to read it real quick. 6-1. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Tiberia. Bless you. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, um, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes, then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are, the, where are we to buy bread so that these people might eat? He said, to this test, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii. Worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in this place. So the men sat down and 5,000 in number, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to, them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments and nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Uh, First thing I just want to point out, if you look at uh, verse 4, says, now the Passover feast of the Jews was at hand, lifting up his eyes then and seeing, everybody say seeing. Seeing, seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said something to Philip. Isn't it really cool that uh, as I was reading this, just the observation of it is that Jesus saw the crowd coming, and what he's getting ready to do is he already sees their need. Before they even get there, he knows what they need. Uh, and so first I feel like I just want you to know that Jesus already knows your need. Um, I, I think w- what has happened uh, in Christianity is we have, we have two types of people. We have a people that have it. it's easy to go to God and say, I'm in need. And we have some of us, some of us don't do that at all. We don't think we can actually go and talk to Jesus and be like, hey, here's what I need. And so it's really cool here that before the people even get there, before this large group of people, Get to Jesus. It says Jesus, lifting up his eyes, saw them coming. And then he asked Philip a question about what, about the very thing that they need. Uh, so I just want to encourage you, Jesus knows your need. Um, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he, for he himself knew he would do it, what he would do. Uh, so it's clear, Jesus... Ask Philip a question, and he says, where are we going to buy this bread? Um, and he does this, and it says that he does this so that he, because it was a test, before he already knew what he was going to do. So the first thing I want to talk about um, is faith. Uh, the message version of this verse says, uh, it says that he did this to stretch his faith. I think that's really cool because I think a lot of times we look at the things that are going on in our lives and we don't understand them. And this, the way that Jesus says it in the ESV version, is He said this to test him. But in the Message version, it says that He said this to stretch His faith. Um, so I think a lot of us, we would say that we have a lot of we have, we have faith. We have maybe it's not a lot, maybe it's it's a, it's a little bit, but we would say we have faith. And so I love that what Jesus does here. Is he asked Philip a question to test him, to see where his faith is, to to make his faith grow, he says, I'm going to ask you a question. Where should we get this bread from? And it's so interesting, the next thing I'm going to talk about um, is the way that they respond. You kind of see where their faith is at. There's going to be two people that respond. You see their levels of faith. Um, And so I don't know what is going on in your life. I don't know what um, you've been through, but... Everything that has come your way is to stretch your faith. Um, it, it makes me think back when I was an athlete. How many of you are athletes in here? What about like dancers or like ballerinas? Stuff like that. Judd, you're a beautiful ballerina. I want you to know that. Dancer, not ballerina, excuse me. He can do a, a phenomenal cartwheel, FY. Um, but like, so how many, where's, where's Reagan at? How many times? How long? How long would you say in a normal day when you, like, were heavy in baller, ballet? That did, did you stretch? Um, thirty minutes. That's just thirty minutes a day. Oh oh, wait. No, that's in ballet. Just in ballet. So just in like ballet practice, it would be thirty minutes to an hour. How other than that? How many times? How long did you stretch? Um, no, stretch before. before and after class. What about you, athletes? Y'all stretch before. Yeah, you stretch after. Yeah. Let me tell you, so when I got into college, high school warm-up, high school stretching was easy. Uh, I say it was easy even though that doesn't make any sense because I pulled my hamstring uh, multiple times. Uh, but in college, literally my warm-up was an hour long. Like just the warm-up, just warming up for practice took us an hour. And so we, what we were doing is that we were doing what to our muscles? We were you're warming up, but what else were you doing? You're stretching your muscles. Why would you stretch your muscles? So they don't rip. Okay. Why, why else would you stretch stretch your muscles? Say it again. Faith, faith in your muscles to get you through the workout. What are, What are some other reasons? What'd you say? Helps you build build muscle. I don't know. But okay. So you said, t- t- stretch your muscles, right? So in track and field, what you want in, when running is you want to have very tight muscles, but very long muscles. Does that make sense? So when you have tight muscles, that means that they move fast. That means when you when you're, when you're pull, that means it comes back fast. It almost retracts fast. So that's how you see Usain Bolt, guys like that running so fast because he has tight muscles, but his muscles are stretched, so they're also long. His muscle itself is long, All right? So, in this story, we see that Jesus says that he's, done, he's doing this to stretch his faith, All right? So, that means that you have to practice. That means that you have to deal days, she said 30 minutes to an hour before she would actually practice dance, she would have to stretch so that she could be ready, and so I think Jesus, th- this is something for us to look at and be like, man, like, our faith needs to be stretched. The, the, the more that our faith is stretched, the more that we can actually withstand. Right? Maybe it's the faster, that think, the, the difficulty things you go through because your faith is stretched so much that it says that it, it, that's not going to be forever. And so I think it, it's just, Jesus, my guess is, it's just interested. I don't think Jesus puts this as a test to see if he's going to fail or pass. I think he does this just to stretch his faith. He wants Peter, to, Philip, to understand, you need to have more faith in me. Right. And so he asked him the question, and then he says, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. And so he's saying this, like, if even, even if we had this much, that wouldn't be enough it wouldn't even be enough for a little bit for them not not a lot he says a little so right here we kind of see where philip's faith is we we know that jesus is getting he's wanting to feed these people and philip is saying not even not even that much money could feed them even just a little bit so how are we going to do this so what you see is philip's almost you see his lack of faith in jesus and then you jump down to the next verse and it says One of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? So we kind of see the same thing. We see a guy who says not even this much would even give this person a little bit. And this, now Andrew says it, he says it a little bit. He says, at the end of his uh, answer, he says, what are they for so many? So isn't it interesting, how many of you have friends that like, when you're talking to me, you have a question, and one person answers, and you're like, that's a, that's a good idea, and then another person, and you're like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Like, shut up. Don't ever, like, are you serious? Like, that, really? You ever have, the, you got those friends? Hunter, are you, are you that friend? Yeah. Were you just like, oh, my God, like, what did you, why am I friends with you? Why would you even say something like that? You see, Philip, Philip is, I think Philip's that friend that Jesus is like, are you an idiot? Like, you're just dumb. And then he hears Andrew's answer. And I don't think he's like, it's a better answer. It's not what I wanted. But it's a better answer. I think it's a better answer because I think Andrew, what Andrew does that Philip didn't do is Andrew said, hey, here's a little bit. Like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure how this can do anything, but hey, I know a guy, I know a boy, he says, I know a boy that has a little, a couple of loaves and some fish. And so you see two different responses. You see one guy say, not even this much money would help us a little bit. And this guy says, hey, I got a little bit of something. I'm not quite sure. Which one do you think Jesus can use? A little bit. All right. I was reading this book, uh, and it's called Sandcastle Kings, um, and the author talks about it. It's a book really written out of all of Luke 7. Um, at the end of the book, uh, he says Jesus, he goes through some stories, um, and Luke 7, um, after, uh, it's really about this uh, centurion um, and this uh, um, kind of this royal guy, and what Jesus says is, I am amazed at your faith. And then I know Jesus a lot of times says that you have been healed because of your faith. And then if you just have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could do what to this mountain? You can move it. And so we have two situations here. We have a guy, and his level of faith is very, it's zero at this point. And then we see another disciple And his faith in what Jesus could do is just a little bit. And what we're going to see is Jesus does so much with just a little bit. Just a little bit of faith. It doesn't take much. There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So we talked about faith. Um, I think there's two levels of faith. I think there's the lack of faith, and there's much of faith. And then I think the second thing is rest. He says, have the people sit down. I think there's a lot in, um, when I see that, I I just get to, my imagination gets to running, and I imagine Jesus, and I imagine these disciples having a conversation, and then I imagine 5,000 men, which there says that that's not the total number. Uh, 5,000 was just, at this point uh, in this time, only the men were counted, and so there's no telling how big this crowd really is. Um, But we know that there's 5,000 men. And so I imagine 5,000 men who know what day it is. It says that it was the Passover. The feast of the Jews was at hand. So we know that there's 5,000 men and they're sitting in front of Jesus and Jesus has seen their need and he says to one of his disciples, where can we find some bread? Um, And then another disciple comes to him and says, hey, well, I got a little bit of bread. This boy has a little bit of bread and two feasts, but I don't think we can feed 5,000 with him. And you see Jesus and he says, go tell the people to sit down. Now, imagine being those 5,000 people, and you know what day it is. You know, man, I'm hungry. Like, we're hungry. And Jesus just says, sit. Just go tell the people to sit down. How many of y'all came in here today, you came to refuge, and y'all were hungry? Yeah. (laughs) Waffles. You came in here, and you were hungry. And you knew you were going to get some food, Right. You knew food was going to be provided for you. So you could, so really there was no, you weren't stressing. You weren't panicking about food, right? You were just, you were simply at rest. Right? You, were, you knew that food was going to come, right? And Jesus says, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in place, so the men sat down, and about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given things, he distributed them to those who were seated so as also, so also the fish as much as they wanted. Um, I think when, what I hear in that is I hear Jesus telling them, I have it. I have him saying, just go sit down. I'm going to take care of it. And so he, he takes these two disciples, and he takes one who doesn't seem to have any faith in what Jesus could do, and then he has another disciple, and he says, here's just a little bit. He says, but I'm not sure what you can do with it. And then we see the Jesus and um, this man comes. And, and what does Jesus do? He says, go st- go tell the people to sit down. I think the, the quickest application for this part is when you have faith, you'll have rest. When you, just a little bit of faith, you'll have, you have a lot of rest. Because you, what you, your faith is going to tell you is that even just a little bit of faith, God can do much with. Therefore, I don't need to stress. I don't need to go look anywhere. All I need to do is sit down in a grassy field. I don't have to go look for the things that I need in other places. I don't have to go walking around 5,000 people just running around with their heads cut off because they're looking for something. Instead, I I can say what Jesus said, just sit down and just rest. Jesus then took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. I think it's really interesting that he says, it's very clear that he says he distributed them to those who were seated. I wonder if that means that there was people still standing up. But he gave it to the people who were sitting down. I feel like there's a lot of us, a lot of times we get to this place where we don't really trust that Jesus is enough or Jesus can fill us up with what we're, we're looking for, our need. And so we don't have the opportunity in ourselves to say, I just can, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to rest. And instead, what we get to do is we start to look for things elsewhere. We start finding the very thing that we're looking for in our friends and in athletics and who we're hanging out with and the things that we're looking at. Because we don't have it in us to rest, because we don't really trust. That Jesus will take care of us, and so. Insti- but what he says is, he distributed them to those who were, who were seating, who were sitting. They were down. They they weren't worrying. And then he says, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments, and nothing may be lost. So not only does do we see that Jesus provides for them. It says very plainly. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, it says that they eat. They had eaten their fill. What do you think that means? They were full. Yeah. So they had eaten their fill. That means everything that like they could have held in, has been full. There's no more. There's not. There's not any need anymore. There's not a physical. Need anymore? They're not looking. They've they got all of the food that they can. But it says after that that he told his disciples to gather up the leftover fragments that nothing had been lost. So not only did Jesus take five thousand people and feed them to the point where they were full, there was there was some left over because he asked his disciples to go gather it and pick it up. So what what that tells me is not only does Jesus supply our needs but also Jesus supplies our needs and then some, right? Isn't that crazy? That song said, give me Jesus. And so how many of us sit in here and we come to church and then we look at our lives and we think the things that we need and we do trust Jesus, but we don't ever trust that he's good enough to give us what we want and more. We just say, oh, like he's just going to give me everything I need. And I think that's true, but I think he's so good and he so loves you that he's saying, I'm going to give you even more. And so, it's, uh, and it's enough that, that they could gather up and fill 12 baskets, not one basket, 12 baskets with fragments from the barley loaves left by those who had eaten them. Like, 12 not just like, hey, here's some leftover for one time. He says, twelve. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign they had done that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come, and taken by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. And so the third, so I said, faith. And when you have just a little bit of faith, you can rest. And when you rest, you'll realize that Jesus can will supply every all of your needs, and then some. But it's interesting that their response, this is indeed the prophet who is coming to the world. And so they almost don't even recognize. Jesus for who he is, they mistaken him for just a prophet that is coming to the world. And So Jesus leaves. And so I don't have much time left um, so we can go to small groups. But I think Jesus is, is wanting these people, he's wanting his disciples, he's wanting his followers to have just a little bit of faith. And then he says, if you just have a little bit of faith, you'll watch me do something. So there you can you can just rest, you can just sit down, and everything will be taken care of. And I'm gonna supply your need, and then I'm gonna give you a little bit extra. And I think he does that not so that we can call him a prophet, but so we can realize that he is the son of God. But these people don't do that. And so the next scene that we know is Jesus walks on water, but then what he says to them. It's, it's kind of scary because he's already done this huge miracle for them, and they didn't realize the miracle that was in front of them. And so Jesus teaches them a very um, good lesson, uh, and so I'm going to be in John 22 6:22. On the next day, the crowd remained on the other side of the sea, and there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not enter, entered the boat, excuse me, with his disciples but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats for Tiberius came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats, and they went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come come here? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who who he has sent. And so they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the man in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them the bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him, of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How, do, how does he now, now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus said them, Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written to the prophets that they will be taught by God. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except who, who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the, of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among them, saying themselves, saying, how can this man give us flesh to eat? So Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh, of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and i will raise him up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and i in him as the living father sent me and i live because of the father who whoever feeds on me he will also live because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven not like the bread the fathers ate and died whoever feeds on this bread will live forever jesus said these things said these things In the synagogues, and he taught, and he taught at Capernaum. It's so interesting that Jesus, in this miracle, takes bread and fish to provide a physical need, and then what we see after that is that he he calls himself bread. He says, "I am the bread of life." He says that you have to eat from me, and then they they talk to him and they say, "Well, it says that in Moses." Our fathers, they were given manna to eat. And they, they, they have this thought of, oh, that was from Moses. And he says, no, that was from my father. But he says that it's clear. If I'm the bread of life, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. So isn't it crazy that Jesus takes a miracle, a physical miracle. He shows them physical signs. And they, the next thing what he does when he teaches them is he says that when you have physical bread and that's all that you eat, you end up dying. But then he says, I am the bread of life and those who eat for me will live forever. And so I think it's very clear for us to understand what Jesus is actually supplying us with because it's not just a physical supply. It's also a spiritual supply. And so he says that I will give you everything. I will supply everything that you need And then some physically also. So I think we we can come into this place, and there's physical things that we need. And I believe that we can ask Jesus for those things. But I think more than anything, what he is doing in this miracle, what he's wanting to show these people is I have a spiritual supply that will never end. And all you have to do is eat from me and drink my blood. And you will have everything that you ever need. Your supply spiritually will always be filled you won 't look for it anywhere else you won 't need it from somebody else you won 't go to the, the the person sitting next to you or the girl or the boy or the friend that hasn 't been around you won 't go to your broken family you won 't go looking for it in being the popular kid or the best athlete or dreaming of a lot of money you won't when stuff is going wrong when you are hurting. You won't, that won't have any effect on you because he says that if you eat from me, you will live for forever. Spiritually, you will live forever. And so, just reminders, um, because we don't have a lot of time and I'm getting to wrap, it, wrap it up. Jesus saw the people's need before they even got to him. I don't know what what it is that you're asking Jesus and what you need from him, but he already sees it. To he's just asking you for a little bit of faith. He doesn't need much from you. He just needs a little faith. And he can do wonders with that. And if you really trust in that, you will just rest. And when you rest, he will supply you with everything you need. And so, Father God, we come to you tonight. I say thank you for this miracle. Or we watch you take a couple loaves of bread and a couple fish and you feed 5,000 people with that. Holy Spirit, would you speak to the people in this room right now who are in need physically? Would you just tell them clearly that you will provide and that you can do that? God, I thank you that you only ask a little bit of faith out of us. That you can do something with just a little bit of our faith. Jesus, I thank you that you came you came into this world so that we would no longer hunger and thirst anymore. And you provide for these people in such a physical way and it is a it's a miracle it's a huge miracle and then you later on you you say that you are the bread of life and that you are actually that bread and what you were doing in that miracle is you were trying to get them to see you are the supply Jesus you are the supply So I pray for every heart in this room that needs to be supplied. Jesus, would you fill them? Would they start to eat from your flesh and drink of your blood? And may they see that you will supply them with everything that they need and more. God, would you just fill hearts tonight? Would you feel emptiness tonight? Would you remind people who you are? We don't want to be the people that see your miracles and see what you're doing physically. And not learn and take that and let that be the thing that lets us abide in you. God, would you do a miracle in our lives? And would you prompt us to trust you more and follow you more because of that? Not that we would just run to you and continue to ask for physical needs, but we'd realize that we've been spiritually given a supply that will never run out. I thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just move. pray this all in your son's name. Amen.